All right, guys. So we're here with Logan Webster. We're down here in Arkansas. We've been hunting timber for a few days. And we thought that it would be an awesome 10-minute Tuesday to just talk about some of the differences between hunting the Midwest, where Joey and I hunt all the time, and hunting the timber, or hunting in the South, specifically timber, though. And uh, there's a ton of different things that happen with birds, the way you hunt them, all that. And so I think we're just going to talk about some of that. Well, and Logan has also hunted North Dakota for quite a few years. And so he's gotten the good mix of field hunting versus slough hunting versus open water hunting. So he's not just timber god. You know, he is yeah, very we've, cultured. We've DIY'd that. The only, uh, what I don't have experience with is hunting ducks on moving water. I've never Rivers. done that in my life. Really? Yeah, ever. It's different. Oh, yeah. It's honestly pretty factors. intimidating. Well, like it, I mean, yes. Yes, it certainly <laughs> yeah. can be. But uh, that's not what we're talking about right now. Well, we're talking about hunting different places. Mm. I'm just, I'm just being very transparent about what I have no idea about. Honestly, we hunt moving water on occasion. Yeah, I grew up hunting moving water, so it's uh, I have a very healthy respect yeah. for the river. Yeah, even though it looks like I don't have well, it when I'm driving the boat. A healthy respect for just the wildlife and the you know the the tools, the guns that we're holding. I mean. That's respect within respect within respect. I just, that's a, it just seems like it, it's, it's intimidating. Right. No, respect.com for sure. Yeah. Across <laughs> the board. Respect.gov for the government website. Um, but no, dude, so what have you noticed with all your trips up to North Dakota? Yeah. Like, and especially with us, like you were telling us, get your faces down. Yeah. Don't move your entire body. Don't just move your head. Yeah. You know, like, give us some differences that you noticed while we were hunting with you where you're like, man, these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Some notes. Yeah. You want to stay covered. Uh, camouflage is important, or at least darker colors, depending on your surroundings. Your, your surroundings. You definitely want to blend in more than you would have to up north. And why is that? Uh, birds are smarter. We talked about that some earlier, but think about everything those birds have seen and had to fly through to get to down here uh those birds have seen a lot and they've learned a lot along the way it's uh again like i said earlier it's a different animal than the one that was up in north dakota so obviously i start in north dakota and then come down to arkansas and my first time in north dakota was wild i i'd in, never seen birds do the things that they were doing up there like what i just just giving it up i mean they were mallards there act like teal do down here mm -hmm. i think that's a really good example where yeah. if you see them they're probably coming to you if you've you know done your homework scouted scouting is the name of the game up there um sitting around at the you know diners and stuff listening to other groups talk oh we didn't see anything and it's, it's been we haven't seen nothing and it's supposed to be great they don't scout they don't talk about scouting at all and I don't, I'm not necessarily asking them if they're scouting or, uh, but just scouting is 90% of what we talk about while we're up there. And that was just such a huge factor. But that being said, if you set your spread and brush your blinds, that's uh, all those things are equally important. Uh, but if the birds see you, they're probably going to come to you. It just, it seems so formulaic uh, to me. That's what blew me away. I love how you just said formulaic. That's a I word. Think, no, it is. It, and I just, I don't think I've ever heard that in conversation. So thank you. Yeah. That was incredible. 
No, I think uh, I think you're right though, because in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, you're in a blind at all times. You're not standing next to a tree, and so realistically, you could wear hot pink. Yeah, in a blind. As long as your blind is brushed properly, you're good. Like you are not relying on your camo up in the Midwest. Yeah. Period. Who just goes out and lays out in a cornfield in their camouflage? Nobody. Or you shouldn't. Yeah. You absolutely should not. Whereas here, you're wearing darker colors, you're wearing timber patterns, and you're standing next to a tree. Yeah. Or you're in a blind that isn't brushed up super well, <clears throat> and so you're standing in this opening of like a, I'm trying to think of it from like a bird's perspective, this thing that's up in the air above the water a little bit, and this thing is moving inside of this blind that you've been flying to for the last two weeks, yeah. you're not going to come in. Yeah. But if you stay still and you blend in, you're good to go. That's why I'm a fan of like the wide brim hats too. It's, it's, you can get away with not wearing your face mask as high or if you need one at all. If it's sunny, you're saying? No, just at all. Just covering your face and your ears mm. and your neck with those wide brim hats. It's a lot, it's a lot easier. Um, I'll still wear a neck gaiter or something just that one i mean it can be the smallest thing again these birds are under a lot of pressure between here and the canadian border so you just gotta be mindful of that and i'm even talking about birds that aren't under as much pressure as public gets everywhere i hunt is a pretty controlled environment um there's not people hunting right on top of you there's holes that will be close enough to like you know, if you have some birds working and the next hole overshoots, then it's probably going to flare your birds. But it's also far enough that if the wind's blowing the right direction, the birds may not may not necessarily care. But you were talking about the blind um, and that being uh, a factor. It is, but not just you moving within the blind, keeping your movement minimal. If you're in an older blind, which we have some of those out here, if you weigh 150-plus pounds... 150 pounds moving around and think about like a, a, a kid's playset or something with some age on it. If you've ever been to like a, Oh yeah. That thing's birthday going party side or whatever. Side. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing happens in the duck blind and on a day like this morning. And I was just showing y'all what happens here. Let me move jostle my body around a little bit. It shakes the blind. It shakes the brush on the blind. The wind's not blowing around us in the trees. The only thing, and those, those limbs on the, the brush, the blind were moving for a while after I'd stopped moving. So just putting a bag down and being mindful of that slow movements, moving your neck, moving your eyes. So if I'm looking for birds, my eyes are moving Yeah, in those blinds or in the timber at all, not exclusive to blinds, but my eyes are moving. I don't see anything. My head starts moving. I'll turn my neck and see what I see. I'm just getting a little bit. And then if I have to, I'll turn my body, but that's a last resort because I'm just keeping those movements as minimal as I can. Well, and what I thought was really interesting about that, too, is we have the sun behind us, and so the blind itself is casting a shadow over the people. And those ducks are coming into the spread with the sun in their eyes. And so here I am thinking, oh, okay, they're circling like this. They're looking back and down at me with the sun shining in their eye. I, it doesn't matter if I move my neck. You know, because I'm in a shadow and they're in the sun. So, like, I am not visible and they should be looking at the decoys anyway. Yeah. And so when you told me that, no, 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 they can still see you. Like, they can see your face moving. Like, you are not, your face is not the shadow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. That yeah. makes total sense. And then the body movements on top of that. Yeah. Too. Well, and we made a video so many years ago now 
at the old office. Remember that? Sure. Yeah. About like five ways to limit out easier. And I always noticed that if I went out by myself, just like in a 14 foot John boat, pushing in the cattails, I would put my feet like this, like I'm ready to shoot. I'd be sitting down and then I wouldn't move until it's time to shoot. Mm. And I noticed when I'd take two, three people out in the boat, I'd be like, okay, get ready, get ready. They're coming around the corner. They, everyone would shuffle their feet mm-hmm. and they'd like get ready. You know, they'd like go and grab their gun and they do this and they do that. And then ripples would come out of the cattails and then you're fucked just straight up. Yeah. You're toast. Yeah. It's like, okay, why am I limiting out by myself and why am I not limiting out with people? And there's plenty of ducks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, movement is key. And so when you were talking about that, it's just kind of like a little reminder, like, oh, duh, Joey. One thing I was going to say that's kind of interesting about here, and it's like, it's one of those things that when we're driving around that I I asked you on the way back, like, do you ever scout this? And you were like, no, not really, like, unless we're just kind of like going through like this and looking at it. And so, like you mentioned earlier, like so much of our world and what we're doing, especially if you're hunting a field revolves so much around scouting Mm -hmm. and down here it's just like well let's see if they show up in there today you know what i mean and i I didn't know if that's because you're hunting like 50 60 days in a row so for you seeing the different stuff is just kind of whatever like you're just kind of like trying to see the different pieces and what it looks like Mm -hmm. but to me like my knee-jerk reaction to like that whole west side and like not knowing what's on it is like well what if we just drive through and like look at it? Why don't we just go see where there's like mallards, you know, congregating there and just get an idea of what hold on. Yeah. And that's a pressure thing and just being respectful of the habitat and yeah, not being too hard on them. So do you, like, I know you said that, you know, one, like at your other property, you'll go there and you'll just sit. You ever do that over here too? I've n- never done that here. Yeah. Uh, I think Randy was talking about having done that uh, with one of you last night. I can't recall. I can't remember who, but just sitting and listening. Yeah, that was Joey when he was talking about duck calling. If you remember that, Joey. Um, ducks don't, what was he, what do you say? Ducks don't sound good. Yeah, he goes, a lot of real ducks don't sound good. So what matters is doing it at the right time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I know that, but hearing someone has been doing it for 50 plus years, yeah. it's like. It's more about the timing than the quality. Right. Well, and especially down here, dude, like they only have a certain area that they can come into the hole at. Like how many times? And again, a controlled environment where somebody's not beating the door down with their calling mm-hmm. 100, 150 yards away from you. Right. Well, how many times is a duck just taking the elevator straight down or the, yeah, just taking the elevator where they go to the middle of the hole and just drop? It happens. Yeah. But like, is it every hunt? I'd say you have at least one group do that every hunt sometimes sure. it's just on and every group does that yeah i don't y'all didn't get a very good taste of that no but here. what i did get a good taste of is like the the tough shit yeah and like because there are certain groups that were working they take such wide swings down super here wide. Dude. Super so wide. wide like as we're walking up to uh that one blind with randy and all of them um we started walking we saw them calling it mallards you hear the and then everyone shuts up and stops what they're doing and then look for the birds, find the birds, and then call at the right time, which I thought was super cool. It's not like, hey, there's birds, and then someone just jumps on their call right away. It's like it's so important when, yeah. when and where the birds are because there's a couple times where it's like, okay, they're flying away. Their wing beats are fluttering like this at the tips. It's like I'm going to hit them, 
And so you hit them and then they turn, but they can't get into the hole. Yeah. And so then they do another big circle and they try to figure it out. And then they see something else where it's like, there's no ducks here or there's three ducks here and there's 24 right there. That's probably safer than this. Yeah. Orientation of the hole, you know, north, south versus east, west, and then the wind. Those are all factors. Yeah. What do you think is, uh, what do you think is the best kind of hole to have in Arkansas? Like orientation wise. Mm. <laughs> because that's something that I don't really know a whole lot about. Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. It's nice to have several to choose from. Right. Like several <laughs> blinds. Yeah. In the in the hole you're saying? No, several different holes. Sure. Uh I mean we can look at our most successful hole. It's uh does go more north south than east west kind of like an oval yeah and then when the wind is coming out of the south that's going to be your money because that means the birds are landing in your face landing in your face those birds want to get in there like you were saying earlier they just don't exactly know how to so circling trying to figure out what the best point of entry would be and then you factor wind on top of that so the physical hole itself, what's the best way for me to fly in there? And then how does the bird factor the wind into that? Sure. What is your most predominant wind down here? West and north this time of year. Hmm. But That's like us too. West, yeah. Northwest, west. Yeah. I mean, that's the weather. That's just the weather pattern for, I think, this part of the world. Are you, uh, do you have any other tips for like DIYers come to like Arkansas and like how to figure it out or just like how it's different and how to change how they do things personally. And I have hunted public, not extensively, um, but I have uh, less is more. I think you figure out what works at a small scale and just build on top of that. That would be my advice. I've the few public hunts I've gone in. Um, I shouldn't say that the public hunts I've gone on, when we've just walked in with sleds and took what we could carry on us and made a very small footprint, those have been the most successful ones that we've had. And I've done that same kind of thing here in ways, just going in with near nothing, going into a hole that doesn't have a blind. Over at the new place, we're not going to do blinds as of now. Um, so, And I'm really excited about that because I really like leaving that really small footprint. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool, man. Interesting. Well, dude, thanks so much for giving us your tips and your knowledge. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, if you guys want to hear something else on a 10-minute Tuesday, let us know in the comments below. Thanks for watching.